Podcast. My name's Rob Howard, and this week I'm joined by Ian Bruce and Patrick Kay. You can contact us on email at notplayingpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at notplayingpod. So, games. I've been playing a game uh, called Life is Strange. So, what do you want? You don't know who the fuck I am. What are you doing? Get that gun away from me, psycho! No! My name is Max Caulfield. I'm 18 years old. Years ago, my family moved away and I left behind my childhood. After five years, I'm back in my hometown, Arcadia Bay, Oregon. Now I'm studying photography at Blackwell Academy, my new home. In the end, it's still high school, which kind of sucks. Then there's Chloe. Home, shit, home. Let's dance! Or take my picture with your new camera. Come on, rock out, girl! Then something happened. Something that changed my life forever. Max, what's going on? Where am I? There's something else I have to tell you. Holy shit! Talk to me, Max. No! I discovered I could reverse time. Max, start from the beginning. Hey! Max? Chloe? Oh! Dad, Max! In the bathroom today! You set off the alarm! You hella saved my life! Don't ever touch me again! Then I realized I had a choice. Hey, you okay? And the power to change everything. Bang! What the hell? Come on, slowpoke! If I see you here again, you'll learn all about real trouble. So, what would you do now? I played episode one of it. Uh, you guys get a chance to try this? or No, no. T- tell me. Tell me. Uh, Was I, it I, good? I, I've not played it, but I have watched... Uh, Dodger played it on YouTube, and I've watched that. <clears throat> yeah, it's a bit d- weird, actually. It definitely think, looks interesting. Um, I think it's not something I would get, but it, it looks like something I would watch somebody play. <clears throat> yeah, well, I. it's one of those where I thought I'll give it a look because... I'm in the middle of so many giant games at the moment. I just fancied a little breather. And uh, this one's uh, by Don't Nod, published by Square Enix. Uh, Don't Nod are the people that gave us Remember Me, which was uh, a game that was distinguished because it had a very odd sort of time travel mechanic, or not really a time travel mechanic. The way they, they 
they sort of framed that was it was like this memory thing and you could rewind and fast forward basically until you got it yes. right so this is kind of like uh they're, they're delivering this episodically uh it centers around a 18 or 19 year old girl called max who uh is at photography school and she suddenly discovers that she has the ability to wind back time uh so she you know th- there are various incidents that happen and and, and what this kind of allows you to do is what it all kind of ends up being really is like a telltale game like the walking dead or the game of thrones game more recently um but it kind of allows you to literally keep your finger in the page wind back and do it a different way (laughs) so uh you know sometimes but then sometimes you might do something in a way like for example (laughs) there is a character who is a bit of an antagonist early on and you were given the option to use your time powers to uh, screw her over. And uh, and you do that. And then you're given another option later on to kind of rub it in even more. And and I kind of decided that I wouldn't go that far. And and it tell and it does telegraph like in um like in The Walking Dead when it says they'll remember this. Yeah. It'll say this action may have consequences. Yeah. So it's, it's kind uh, of like how I used to play those choose your own adventure games in in the eighties, which is that I, I, I cheated. I, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I get to I get to all your fingers. That's right. right. So many fingers just bookmarking, and you'd get to it, and it'd be like you fall down a hole and die, yeah. and you'd be like, oh, did I say eighty six? No, I meant, uh, I meant the other the other yeah. choice. <laughs> so can, can I ask? I've only seen. Uh, this being played up until the first jump back in time. Yeah. How is it different from playing a game for a bit, dying and going back to the start? Well, it's not really. Okay. I, and I did think that while I was playing it, I was like, yeah, I could have just died and done this again. Although some of the puzzles, they there's some there might be a bit where <laughs> a tree will fall over and then you'll, you'll then get to wind back enough so that you can then get past that obstacle before the tree falls over so the levels are still designed with like time in mind and it is like a mechanic that you use to to overcome obstacles um but, but is that based on having played it already and you know what's coming <clears throat> yeah effectively so, you know that's happening but that now you need that little bit of extra time to 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 react before you would have before, yeah. So I mean, yeah, it is. So, okay, so for, for that tree falling over, it's not like you can get a lorry and go and park it next to the tree. So when it does fall over, it hits the lorry. It's just that you do it the first time, and you know the tree's going to fall over. So next time, you know you have to go faster. You can't. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, but but like I said, it in it's used as a way of kind of fueling this branching narrative. Right. But so, so it's more Looper than Primer. If you've not seen Primer, that's not going to make any sense. Yeah, okay. yeah, sh- yeah. It, it's, it's not hardcore tri- time travel. It's if you've only seen Primer once, like nothing makes sense. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. No, there's like there's like a bit where you're kind of exploring a room, and you knock over something, uh, and you you can rewind time so that that all kind of goes back how it was. And then you can do something else to stop that thing from happening. So, yeah, it is kind of... They've literally kind of made a mechanic out of trial and error, I suppose. Well, which is what games have been doing for decades now. 
try it this way, and when you Very die, much so. learn from what you've done and go back. I'm not trying to be cynical. The game looks great. I just wondered if the time travel aspect was, was more than just... And now you're back where you were, but you haven't died, so that makes it time travel. <clears throat> yeah, but they, they also use it, though, as, as like a narrative right. device. Right. So cool. it's built right into the <clears throat> DNA of it. Um, the other thing is um, there's a very big uh, component of it is it reminded me of Gone Home because you're you're going around and you're clicking on everything and it's uh, you get to examine everything and pick it up and read notes and 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 so so they've kind of got like a, a sort of linear narrative going on which is her interacting with characters and stuff stuff you can see that's cinematic um, but then at the same time there's also a sort of discovery <coughs> thing and and at times those things don't work together that well like for example there's a moment where you're kind of bodding around this house and it becomes clearly blatantly obvious who a certain character's uh relative is and um and then and then finally it hap- uh you get to a point and it's like oh so and so is her um, relation you know i'm trying not to spoil yeah, yes. um, <laughs> that, that, that sounds a little bit like a spoiler yeah, but it's it's so obvious. You're like it's a bit ham-fisted when the sort of linear narrative has to kick in, uh, while when you've you're already so many uh, like leaps further ahead. Oh uh, yeah, that. So well, you mean. wasn't that one of the arguments you know? or one of the things people were highlighting for Remember Me as well? In that it was a bit ham-fisted with some of its mechanics and shit. Um, well, the thing with Remember Me was. Uh, is they'd grafted this onto a what was like a very linear uh, third-person beat-em-up kind of right. game, and it just seemed a bit out of place. Okay. It definitely, it definitely seems a bit more okay. uh, suited to this setup, okay. and and yeah, yeah, because it, it just taps into that kind of you know uh, regret kind of reflex, you know the things you know wishing that you'd not made that choice it is kind of annoying when you when you so obviously make the right choice that you wanted to make and then it kind of make it does let you skip ahead a bit when it does then when it goes through some of the dialogue again but it is sort of like oh like <coughs> like i did one line of sort of narrative and then it, it it she goes oh i'm not sure i wanted to do that and then and then you go f- down the second branch and it's like oh I'm not sure I wanted to do that. And you're like, and then you end up just doing the first one again. It's like, and quite often it, honestly, it, it gives you the option. It would come up going, this action will have consequences. And I'd just be like, well, good. Cause this is what I want to do. So <laughs> cause at the moment I'm just like reading a book. Give me some fucking drama. Right. Okay. Uh, the lip syncing is really bad. I really hope they can fix that it, in previous episodes. Is that because subsequent the me- episodes, the mechanics of that are bad or was it originally in a different language and they haven't synced to English? Uh, it's a French game, so that could be the case. Yeah. Uh, don't nod, I believe, are from Paris. Right, so it may have been released uh, in France and they've just used <coughs> the same animations for the English version. Or they've just used the same lip-syncing. Yeah. And they've not bothered to fix that. Yeah. yeah. That, that could that, that could be very true. Um, some aspects of the storyline reminded me of Twin Peaks. There's a missing person. We'll probably get to find out more about that soon. Um... And it ran lovely on my machine, but I've got a really good PC, so it would. 
Uh, <laughs> although I will say they capped some of the cutscenes are like capped at 30 which I thought was a bit frustrating it's out on the PS3 as well I saw on the PlayStation store yesterday or the day before I think it's out on everything yeah. is it out on tablets as well then oh I don't know if it's right. on mobile uh, but it's certainly on the main consoles okay. and Steam um yeah I don't know overall it's 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 a bit derivative of um you know it feels like it's sort of a, a mashup of like heavy rain and uh gone home um I don't know if it's as successful as either of those but if you're into those sort of things then there might be something of value here I did it in about three and a half hours and that was after clicking on everything um, so will you, will there's you a stick lot with to it click for the on. other because it's episodic isn't it then there's this is the first of five. Yeah. So, so will you stick with it for yeah. the rest, or is, is one enough for you? Um, did you pay for all five? I don't know. I'm <laughs> no, I paid. I've just paid four quid for right. this. But um, once you finished it, it does give you the option to buy the rest of the season as a season pass for uh, I think it's fourteen pounds. So yeah. not as much as what you'd pay for the full <coughs> lot of it. There's still a little bit of a discount, yeah. uh, which I thought was pretty decent of them, to be honest. Um, I, I, I'm not ready to um, pay out for the season pass at this stage. I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it, definitely. Um, but it's definitely got some issues. And I'd like to know if those have been addressed in the next episode right. before I shell out. Do you know when the next one's out? Uh, March, okay. I think. They've, they've got a pretty uh, uh, fixed schedule for this, I right. think. Um, which, is, which is impressive, because... With a lot of these episodic games, you, you're not really sure how how long it's going to take for the whole thing to uh, materialise. But that, but each episode, I think, is going to be chunky enough on its own. Well, if it's like this one, I certainly think that um, they're dense enough to sort of experience as episodes rather than consumed as one. I don't think you'd be able to get through this in one sitting, like the rest of the episodes, no. you know, unless you've committed an entire day to playing it. Yeah. Um, okay. that's, I was expecting like a two hour game and it was quite a lot bigger than that just because of the the density of content you could run through it definitely in an hour and a half but I feel like I wanted to you See know check out all you. the little things yeah okay well yeah because it was loads of little uh, details and like I said it's the same as like Gone Home You, you to get the most out of the game I think you have to experience all the kind of uh narrative that they've put into that environment yeah yeah, yeah. okay cool so yeah i understood you completed the saboteur on ps3 <laughs> oh yes how did you know that yes so i don't know least... how did that how did that work out i mean like i i started that game i don't think i played as much of it as you but I, I, how did it come with i mean it's an old it's a fairly old game you don't have to go into specifics no, no, but when, i feel when like it came out it was uh, it was certainly not optimised, and the developers were... The studio went away kind of immediately on its launch, which, which is a dying shame. I think there were Pandemic, they called it, and the, it was a... I, I love it. It's in my top... One of my top three games of all time. Um, but it, it took a while for the PC hardware to catch up with the, the issues with the PC release, anyway. But I found the PS3 version to be as... It was fine. <clears throat> the only downside was because I was I wasn't playing massive I wasn't playing it for massive chunks of time 
uh, I was forgetting to go off and explore the world, and I think I finished the whole story in about 15, 16 hours, which is a shame, because I love the world. It's a crazy, compressed version of France where you can go from Paris to the coast in about five minutes' drive and stuff. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but I, I, I finished it. I finished the main game, uh, and I've, I want to be a completionist and try and get the other things that I need to do, of which there are a fuck ton. But it, it works fine. I think I got it for like five quid or something. It was on... Uh, I think I got it for five quid on eBay. And it's recently been in the sales on the PlayStation Store. So it works fine. It's, the, only gripe, the only real gripe I have with it is with Assassin's Creed and stuff, These and all of the climbing games at the moment, you push the climb button and you climb up the building. With the saboteur, you push the button and you climb to the next ledge. So you have to press the button again to climb to the next ledge. Oh, so, I remember so that, climbing yeah. up a building is a lot of fucking tapping. <laughs> and playing it in the lounge with my wife, who very kindly will do stuff with headphones on, it, it's still that, it's fucking clicking! <laughs> <laughs> so I have to be... And, and that's fair enough, because I understand that if you're not doing something, having somebody going clicky with the fucking controller is a bit annoying. Um, oh. But it, it would be nice if games moving forward didn't have to have a button. It, you don't have a... You don't have to press a button every time you run. You do mm. in GTA. So, oh, right, yeah, fair enough. It would be good for some things if you could just hold a button and it did it, instead of having to smash the button five times to get up five ledges on a building. Jesus. Yeah. Anyway, it had, had a lot of charm though, that game, though, didn't it? It had a, yeah, it's, had a it's ton a of charm. Like, the soundtrack was amazing. Like, yep. just the, 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 the city was really well drawn. And, and, and there's a definite sense of jeopardy for some of the missions that you don't really... For some, of, for some missions in some open-world games, you think, oh, it's just a, an escort mission or it's just a delivery yeah. mission. But these... There wasn't a lot of repetition. You'd have to go and murder somebody here or assassinate somebody there or blow up this building or rescue these people mm. and it felt like a coherent World War 2 action adventure movie yeah. like with Telly Savalas and Roger Moore from the 70s and that's why I loved it because mm. I'm a big fan of that era which I was involved in <gasps> shock have I filled enough time with this yet? Or... <laughs> I was just going to say, I wanted to... Uh, yeah, that was one of the first games that was so like densely populated with little collectibles and side objectives. I sort of got a bit OCD with it when I played it, and, uh, and I didn't really make much progress through the storyline. I don't remember... If... I think I got to the Eiffel Tower. That yeah, was good. I don't remember if this came out before the first Assassin's Creed, but it also has things where you... It's about the same yeah, time, you I You climb to the top of a building and you get a massive pan around like sinking moment where you yeah. get to the top of the Louvre and just look around the immediate area. Uh, uh, graphically it hasn't aged particularly well but it still has a lot of charm and I will probably be playing this until I breathe my last breath. Uh, just because I, I like the characters it's fun and uh, I just can't get enough of it. I'll probably start it again after we finish this now I've spoken about it. <laughs> I might... I might have to get involved. Yeah, with that I might have to go myself. It, so it was such a it, good it's, game. It's a clunky game. If if you're if you want to not be slightly annoyed by some of its quirks, then uh, you should do something else. But if you want to put up with it, and I love the work Pandemic did with it, then it just stick with it. It's it's a great little game, and if you can get it for oh, PC you have to as get well. it on. A, you have to get it on Origin, don't you? Because it's a fucking EA game. Yeah, but it's like five quid or something, isn't it? If you wait for a sale, yeah, if I wait for a sale, you can get it for a fiver. Origin, though, come they've been, on. 
Wait, they've been they've been dishing out games for free lately. Yeah. Uh, Dragon Age, I think. Uh, Theme Hospital is free at the moment, so it probably it'll probably I'm show sure up. Pretty sure you that can get Theme before. Hospital in an emulator for like the three eight six or whatever it was when it or the Amiga whenever it came out. For that. <laughs> <coughs> so yeah. I'm not being too generous with it. Um, yeah, it's nine ninety nine at the moment, but you need to have two gigabytes of RAM. Make sure oh, you've Jesus. got that. Who's going to have that in this day and age? And at least seven gig of hard drive space. Well, that's like the intro video for <laughs> fucking something else, isn't it? <laughs> what was that game recently? Yeah, that was 43 gig. What was... Witcher's going to be 50, right. I think. Uh, Wolfenstein was massive. Um... Battlefield is 60. Battlefield Hardline is 60 gig. I don't really get that. That's just a bit rubbish. That would be like three maps as well. You'll have to wait. Um... Yeah. Oh, it might be... Was it Prototype 2? Something I installed recently. It was just 43 gig, and the, the game is like five hours long or something. It was just ridiculous what's going on. Oh, it was Shadow of Mordor. It was 43 gig. Yeah, um, yeah, that's pretty what, massive. Uh, it what? had to go. I know it's all the voice stuff and all the rest of it, but... It's even bigger if you download the insane textures that you need six gig of video RAM to run. <laughs> oh, right, okay. I did, tr- I did try, uh, but yeah. No, it didn't work. Okay. Even with you should have just downloaded <laughs> two more gig. Yeah, Microsoft will let you do that. <laughs> but okay, only through holograms. To... There'll be holographic yeah. RAM. Do I need a 3D printer? No, no, you, you can oh, go to download... Oh, it's a holographic... I, I believe you can get it from downloadmoreram.com or something. There is definitely a website that will let you download RAM. Oh, of course RAM. someone's bought that. Yeah. Well, no, there is a website that says you can download RAM from it. It's Amazing. a parody because yeah, people will believe that shit. It's all a lie. <clears throat> It's all megabytes. Yeah. Megapixels. <coughs> Megabytes. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's it. Played a bit of Mordor like that. Never going to finish it. Um. A lot of people have been like that about it, actually. Like, um, I don't think you finished no, it, did you? No, I, I really liked it. Though. I just, yeah, I just couldn't go to It's got a really fun loop, but not really much incentive to finish it unless you're a OCD Lord of the Rings freak <laughs> yeah. like me. <laughs> <laughs> I lapped up every minute of that. The only thing I didn't bother doing, I think, was the uh, the the hunting challenges. I couldn't be asked with that. But I I got all the upgrades for my weapons and stuff, and did all the extra missions, and and f- fucked around for ages at the start, and didn't really make any progress whatsoever because the whole nemesis system seemed to, you know. Anyway, that was my game of the year, so I don't need to carry on talking about it. Okay. <laughs> Um, did you dig anything out, Pat? No, is it no, all gear VR? <clears throat> Okay, I just wanted to mention quickly, uh, I've been playing, uh, I played a bunch of, um, I, I got a voucher for the uh, iTunes store for Christmas, so I thought I'd buy a few games that I was holding out on because I'm a thrifty mofo. Um, but yeah, basically, uh, yep, sorry. a company called Inkle, uh, were doing a uh, a little bundle of of their games, uh, and it had four in there. Uh, there was two games based on Steve Jackson's sorcery books, and another game that was Times Game of the Year last year called Eighty Days. And uh, I just wanted to quickly mention them. Uh, sorcery, really interesting. Uh, the first game is based on the first book. Uh, second game on the second book. First book is uh, very much like your archetypal fantasy adventure through this land to get to this town. The second book is set in that town. What's interesting about this 
apart from it being a choose your own adventure is that like the books it's based on it has a fully formed magic system as well which allows you to it just uses like these symbols and letters but um it basically means that when you're in a situation like do you you're attacked you get you get to cast spells as well as your usual i will fight them or i will run away so uh and this creates other threads of narrative that go off like for example you might summon a creature to to frighten off enemies or something but it all seems to be catered for so well so so i think what i my takeaway from it is that fighting fantasy is one thing i think steve jackson must have taken it to a whole new level with sorcery because i know it was never as popular the old books um so i don't know it's given me an appreciation for that i found it really compelling the way that the dialogue is is a uh, <coughs> Uh, or you know the text passages they're kind of divvied up nicely bite-sized um, and you get a, a proper representation of where your character is in that world so it's kind of gives it like a bit of a board gamey sort of element um, so so they they really cut their teeth with these sorcery games and I think 80 days is like a perfection of it because what that is this is Phileas Fogg 80 days around the world but you're not playing Phileas Fogg you're playing his manservant <laughs> so you basically have to attend to your master and make sure that he's in good nick and that he's happy um you've got to make sure that you don't run out of cash um and you basically the objective is to make it around the world in 80 days i managed it in 79 i'm oh, pleased to say um but it's based on the book by jules verne and i had no idea how far out that was unless this is super stylized it's got like flying eagles and all kinds of mechanical contraptions. Well, don't eagles fly anyway? I mean, like mechanical flying oh, eagles right. and stuff. Because <clears throat> I know Jules Verne was all like steampunk and that, and this is me showing my literary ignorance. But uh, I had no idea it was so far-fetched. All his stuff. I thought it would be hot air balloons, camels, and because that's what my experience of that story is, having watched the. The uh, anthropomorphized animal <laughs> version. Stop talking. You know, I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. I know. So that's what I thought it was. It was all like in Victorian times, and they were like on the, the Orient world. Express. <laughs> Is that the song? I can't remember the song. I remember yeah, Dalmatians, yeah. but I don't remember <clears throat> not Dalmatians. Dog Tanya. That's it. That was good. Dun, 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 dun. I think I used that music on the other podcast once. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that uh, it, it's really really good, uh, deserved it, deserving of its time game of the year, and I definitely recommend it. It's uh, two or f- I think it's seems like most games on iOS now are three or four pounds, uh, which is a far cry from the sixty nine p they used to be, but. Um, <laughs> On the other hand, these games are really high quality now. So um, it's got a brilliant art style. Um, it, you get to choose literally your route around the world. And the items you pick up along the way can inform the choices you make. You'll pick, buy things in one country, sell them in another. Um, you might pick up like uh, tri- train timetables for India. So you'll make sure, you you know, you'll be doubly sure you go via India because you you know the routes. You've already got the routes. It does route sound like dangerous, like doesn't it? <laughs> it's kind of got that sort of thing going on. I, it did. It did kind of have that same 
basic hook right. really um but but it's delivered via, via this sort of uh cosi uh choose your own adventure but with proper game mechanics and, in there sorry, too was this mobile or was it yeah it's on right. android and okay. ios okay. it probably looked lovely on a tablet yeah. so uh hmm. but yeah i just thought i'd sh- give that a shout so uh yeah i think that's all the games we got this week because uh <coughs> Well, you'll find out in next week's episode what Pat's been doing. This has been the Not Playing Podcast in partnership with notlistening.co.uk. You can get me on Twitter at Bobby Rocker, B-O-B-I-R-O-K-A. Uh, I'm at EboGB, which is E-B-O-W-G-B. And I'm at Patrick J-K-A-Y. You can contact us on email at notplayingpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at notplayingpod. You can find the show notes for this show at notlistening.co.uk. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, then please do give us a review. Anyway, that's all for now. Thanks for listening. See ya. See ya. Cool, yeah. I've got my smoking jacket on now because I'm fucking yeah, freezing. I've got my some slippers. You've got some slippers there too. I've got my, my electric yep, blanket on, mate. Don't you worry. I'm, <coughs> I, um, I have slippers. Oh, shit. Am I the only one who's... <laughs> not, not an old man. Oh, it's because, it's because I'm fat. That's what it is. Right. <laughs> my extra chins are keeping me warm. Right. Don't worry, chaps. You'll get there. You skinny yeah. little loics. Right. <laughs> not while I walk five miles every day, I won't. Until yeah, I, when yeah, I get a bike, too. then Tell I'll start getting fat. Funny enough, that's that's what's going to happen. That's what happened with me. No, it's going to it's going to be a five minute glide to work with no fucking roads or anything. And <laughs> once yeah. I started coding, that's when the fat arrived. <laughs> I was sitting down all day, Jesus. Code, get a standing desk. <laughs> yeah, the boss has got one at work. They're really good. It's a way forward, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other problems. Rob, is, you to uh, the lip- a photo of your penis. What are you doing with your phone? <laughs> it's like. <laughs> I've, I've got some notes. Ah, okay, gotcha, right. It looks like your I've game may be slightly open and little hairy Rob is about to make an appearance on the internet. <laughs> You're sending me dick pictures on my mid-podcast. No, I should be more discreet. Unfortunately, the light on my phone is no, a bit too obvious. No, it looks like you're stroking your penis, so if you could move it back. I just, I just finished the game on Saturday and I just took a few notes before I right, forgot okay. what I wanted to say. So prepared. Um, That's why we love him. The li- <laughs> 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Wait a minute. I've heard that before. That's the note Jeremy wrote to me in my yearbook in the sixth grade. How'd you even know that? Because it's from Geico. Yeah, yeah, wait, here it is. Dear Luke, have a great summer. P.S. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Love, Jeremy. Geico's had this tagline for years, because we help save people money. So wait, you're saying Jeremy copied you? (laughs) Yeah, that actually does sound like something the J-Man would do. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.